You're listening to DraftKings Network. God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Mikey A. God bless football, Stugatz. Mikey A has a big smile on his face. I have a big smile on my face. Billy has the normal grin on his face, the normal smile on his face, like he's about to stir it up. Uh, Billy is wearing his dolphin uniform. Dude, that's like a dolphin uniform you have rocking there, man. No, it's a polo shirt. I went to like <laughs> a parent's day at the school. Like, uh. Yeah, yeah, but wait. you look like you could be Mike McDaniel's nephew in yes. town, you know, doing a little doing a little coaching Scouting. on your own. Yeah. Billy, Mikey A is right because you have the hat on and you have the shirt on and you have but you have headsets on. <laughs> so I do. you could pass for a coach. You could. Coach Gill. <laughs> Thanks. Quality control. <laughs> that seems like such a BS job, quality control, right? What do they actually do? What, like the they get, get back coach? <laughs> no, the quality control coach. What does that even mean? I don't know. QC. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what do Isn't they that do? What Sims was? Isn't that what Sims was? They okay. watch the tape and like, don't they? They do whoa. a lot of that kind of stuff, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Sims is not gonna like being called a quality control coach. Like, be I careful. thought that was his first job with the Patriots. Was was QC? Maybe it was. I could be I wrong. Know. Could just, be wrong. I, I hope it was it, and Billy clips it in a way that we could play it back for right. Sims, so he could tear your head off. I mean, Jesus. Sure. <laughs> Not the first time. It won't be the last time. <laughs> uh, maybe Billy knows. I don't know. I don't Billy, know. Do you, what are you doing right now? I, well, you know, we got we got a lot of things going on. Lots of moving and shaking going on at the moment. We have, you know, potential guests coming on at some point that I'm trying to kind of get together. I have an idea that I want to try to float out there. See if you guys like this idea or not. Do you want to hear the idea or no? I would love to hear the idea. Yeah, before we get to Hard Knocks and the Jets and Mikey A being very Ooh. excited, let's get to uh, let's get to Coach Gill's idea here. Go ahead. Well, okay, so we had Dan Nitro Clark, the American Gladiator, on not too long ago, yep. if you remember. He was great. He was great, and he just kind of in passing, while he was talking to us about steroid use and almost like trying to recruit us to do yep. that with him, mm-hmm. which I thought was, you know, Maybe not our most responsible moment, but like a jacked pyramid scheme. Uh, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, easy. Whoa, <laughs> Mikey. No, you have Sims coming after you, and now Dan Nitro Clark. What are you doing? No, he was in saying, Connecticut. No one's here. No, he was. He was. He was talking about like you know uh, testosterone replacement, hormone replacement, or for Stugatz because he's getting older. Poor guy. So anyway, yes. he was trying to get Stugatz on it. But he just kind of casually mentioned to us that he's going to be doing fantasy football and could really use help with his fantasy football team. And I think it was meant as like a throwaway nothing comment because we invited him back and we're like, yeah, absolutely. We'll help you with that. And then we were approached about having people come on for fantasy football, like a fantasy football preview segment. So I said yes to them. But I also said, however let them know that I would like them to help Dan Nitro Clark pick his fantasy ah, football team. Great. So now, now we get into a situation where 
we have to kind of align the schedules if they're down for that idea. But I did not forget Dan Nitro Clark saying he wanted help with his fantasy football team. And I am making it my mission before this NFL season starts to get Nitro help with his fantasy football team. I love the idea. So you had a list of demands that you sent back to the guest bookers, which I love, by the way. Not demands in any way. It was not like threatening. I was not like raising my voice. I said, yes, I would like to have them on to do this. If we can make that happen. If, fair. Yeah. But let's but try to if, make that happen. But if they're not willing to do it or we can't get Dan Nitro Clark, they don't come on at all is, is what you're saying. We right? haven't gotten to that point yet. We have Because uh, we have our guys. We'll have Matthew Berry on at some point. We'll also have Matthew Cherry on. I mean, so we don't really need to put these. Maybe Matthew Cherry can help Dan Nitro Clark. I'm look. I, I honestly I honestly think that if we had Matthew Barry on and we said, hey, we want you on, but we want you to help Nitro, the American Gladiator, he would love that. He's he that seems it. like something yes. he would like to do. Yes. Well, maybe you should dangle that in front of whoever's uh, pitching themselves for this show. You know, say, hey, if you're not willing to do it, Matthew Barry will. How mm. about that? Huh? How long until Nitro gets Matthew Barry on HGH? Wow. I mean, hmm. I'm still waiting for mine, so. Well, well he, he told us, reach out to my person, and you haven't done that. Yes. So I, I don't know. I don't have the person's contact. He did kind of just throw, like, hey, yeah, right. reach out to X, Y, Z. And we're like, okay. And we're like, who is that? Like, how are we going to do that? But like, if you say so, sure. Right. Like, slather me in HGH. Just tell me who to reach out to. I don't care. What would you do on HGH? I, I assume feel better. I don't know. Would you start working out? No. Okay. Isn't HGH a shortcut for working out? Like, rather than work out, just put that all over yourself or no? Not put how it works. all over yourself? I have no. Well, not everywhere. but Well, how everywhere. Do you, how do you think you use it? I have no idea, Billy. I'm inexperienced with steroids. Okay. <laughs> and growth hormones. I mean. um, So, your team's on hard knocks, huh? Yeah, but I want to go to you on hard knocks first. Okay? To me? Yes, Coach Okay. Gale. Yeah, Um, I want to go to you first because Mikey and I, of course, are excited about it. We love the first episode. Um, I don't need to talk to Mikey A to know how much he loved that first episode. I could feel it all the way from Florida. He's in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. I felt how fired up he was uh, as we were watching that thing. Billy, what were your thoughts on it? Like, I love Hard Knocks as a show. The quarterback show on Netflix is also excellent. I love Hard Knocks as a show. So uh, and I loved episode one because because. Finally, my team is relevant. But what were your thoughts on it? Um, I I thought the opening, I thought the opening speech from Robert Sala was not as impactful as maybe he intended for it to be. Like where he was talking about crows attacking eagles and how eagles just fly all the way up until the crows suffocate and then fall to their death. Um, and I think he said this is a valuable lesson for everyone. And I think he even said, like, take out your pens and write this down. And it's like, I don't think you need to write that down. And also, I don't really see how, like, that super applies to this situation because he's like, you know, crows are going to be coming for us. And it's like, so let's just fly as high as possible so they suffocate and die. And I, di- I didn't get it personally, right? Right. Yeah. Aaron seemed to like it or he was laughing at him because he had like a big grin on his face. And I'm like, does, is he motivated or does he think his coach is an idiot? I don't know what the answer to that is. Uh, but you know, I was also thinking about like motivational speeches. Mm-hmm. I feel like when someone is delivering a motivational speech, 
you have to be open to motivation. Because if you go into it and you're not looking to be motivated, I think it's very easy to be like, this is an absurd speech. You know what I mean? Because I was thinking, as me, the viewer, not super motivated. However, if I was like a 22-year-old New York Jet, I might be like, wow, he's right about that. (laughs) I'm trying to think of a a motivational speaker that could get through to Billy Gill. I'm trying to think of somebody, some sort of analogy that somebody could make. But to Billy's point, Mikey, I I think if you don't want to be motivated, nothing's going to work. If you don't want. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like I'd have to I'd have to be in a position looking for motivation at the time. Look, I'll tell you I'll tell you something and you'll think it's ridiculous. Sometimes I'll be sitting in there and I'll be doing like a, a class on Peloton or something. And I'll be like, you know. 10 minutes in and I'm struggling because I'm in terrible shape, but I'll be like 10 minutes into like this ride. And then like the instructor will say like something and I'll be like, yeah, you're right. I am going to be a badass B today. And then like, I'll, I, cause I'm in the mood to be motivated. Cause I'm right. like, you know, have no energy. It, it seems like that motivation specifically sometimes is like geared towards like almost with the language, like this is for a mom, but like, I'm not a mom, but I can also be motivated like one, you know what I mean? Cause in that moment, we're in this whole thing together. You know what I mean? Right. Even if yes. the class says like Peloton moms, like in that moment, I'm a Peloton mom. If that makes right. sense. The endorphins are running. Like you're yeah. feeling good about yourself. And then 10 minutes after that, you're removed from that bike. You just go back to being Billy again. Right. <laughs> I do get that like runner's high, even of though I'm course. not running, I'm on a, on a, tri- a, you know, bike, but I do, I do like, I do feel good. And I, and I always look at myself in the mirror afterwards. I'll be like, huh, it's class work today. And it's like, yeah, but if I look at it, it's like I probably burn like 80 calories. So I look exactly the same. But in that moment, my head is convinced there's a difference. Uh, the motivational speaker, I think that could get Billy fired up is Tony Robbins. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like Tony Robbins. No, he gives me magician vibes. He Really? <laughs> He's selling you a bunch of BS. <laughs> I don't I don't know. There's yeah. His hair's too dark. There's something going on. I think I'm with you on this. <laughs> feels like a total scam. <laughs> I didn't say that. I did not. Magicians that... are scams. I don't care what you say. Whoa. Whoa. What is that supposed to mean? Wow. The tricks aren't real. I mean, that's. I've... Says whom? Illusions. <laughs> the illusions. Mikey, didn't we have that magician on from Lake Tahoe? <laughs> Did we do that at one point of one of these shows? There's a magician who like does like an opening act for all the golfers at Lake Tahoe. And we had him. I'm not certain Mikey was there. I know Gold Jr. was there. And I think Stanzik was there. He was a hack. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what it is about magic. Uh, Mikey, what do you think? Billy, by the way, just quickly here. On the speech, did you notice Robert Sala? It seemed like he was looking down at like index cards or something. Like he, he had, had some notes, notes written. Down. You had can't notes. do that when you deliver a speech. It's got to be free flowing off the top of your head. You can't even if you have notes, you don't look at them. It's a terrible job by Sala. Yeah, I yeah, I think that's a, that's a thing that you kind of have to. If you're going to remember the story about the eagle and the crow, you need to just remember the story about the eagle and the crow. Especially, <laughs> well, also. Don't really know when that speech happened in training camp, right? Like True. it started yes. the whole season of hard knocks, but like that could have just been like a random day after something else, you know? Yeah. Uh, Mikey, you wrote about the uh, the first episode of hard knocks. Please tell right. the audience uh, what you wrote, where you wrote it, where they could find it. They'd be interested <laughs> in it. I'm interested in it and I can't find it. 
Uh, A to Z Sports slash New York Jets. Uh, I did. I did a running commentary. So basically, you can Ooh. you can almost feel my nipples get harder as you read oh. because I was just so into it. Um, I loved every minute. I even. I'm even. You guys know how I feel about Zach Wilson. I am even starting to buy into the Zach Wilson redemption story. I am starting to buy into it. I am Good. too. I am too. I feel like Zach is learning, which is kind of crazy, but I'm like, you know what? Aaron's, Aaron's yeah. really teaching him. This is great. Yeah. Why did you guys need to see it on your television screens? I said for a month now, one of the great things that could be a byproduct of getting Aaron Rodgers is he could teach you Zach say a Wilson. lot of things. Exactly right. You I just say things. Right. You say That's a lot of things. <laughs> But occasionally I get it right. <laughs> you know, but here's the thing for Zach. Zach makes a great throw and Aaron Rodgers gets the credit. It's unbelievable. <laughs> that that is true also. That's yeah, yeah. that's kind of true. Uh Leib Schreiber stole the stole the whole episode though. Really? 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 I don't think no, we loved him. Oh, I loved every minute when he's walking out and he's talking about walking out and needing to iron his shirt. I was laughing. And then when he talked about the football and he put it down, no, that was that was that was really funny. I thought he was awesome. That but Aaron trying to get everyone to go over and say hi to him. Like yeah, a little awkward. And yeah. Little, yeah. And then you know, and, and our friend Hack was like, ah, no, I'm good. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go over there. <laughs> Jets coaching staff is jacked. Yeah, you notice jacked. that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sal is I mean, jacked. Yeah, Sal I gotta is tell jacked, you, my wife Hack is jacked, Ulbrich's yeah. hat jacked. Oh my, my wife Ulbrich is like he's jacked. <laughs> yes. But jacked. he's he's also giving Salah a run for his money, am I right? Uh yeah. They it it appears like both of them have met Dan Nitro Clark. Whoa. What is that supposed to mean? You know what it means. You know what I was you know what I was thinking? Did you see when they broke down into like their individual like uh positional meetings yeah that, like every single coach was just like super cliche talk to all of them and it was kind of i was like man this is just like the product of growing up like your life being football is like you were at some point like this piece of moldable clay and then they just molded all of these cliches into your entire life and now you're older and you're just passing down the exact same nonsense <laughs> things to the next generation who will then continue to give that to the following generation after that. And then the generation after that, like we will never lose useless cliches. I don't think in football. No, we won't. And we uh, shouldn't, by the way, I'm God glad, bless them. No, I'm glad that we won't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they mean nothing, but I'm glad right. that we won't. I don't want Dan Campbell to stop ever. I was just going to ask you about Dan Campbell. If you guys miss Dan Campbell this season, because I kind of do. Uh, I do. I'd like to get him on this show if possible. Golik is oh, very friendly. Great. With him. Yeah, is Golik, he really? Yes, Golik has a relationship with Dan Gamble. So hmm. I'll, I'll use Golik's name to try to get him off. <laughs> we we need to. Week. We should. We should get him soon. Yeah, because once the season starts, it's not going to be great. Did you see that he was on part of my take and he told them that he tried to get permission to have a live line on the sidelines and yeah. the, quote unquote, the NFL frowns on that. So it, <laughs> it couldn't happen. <laughs> the fact that that means he actually asked. Oh yeah. Like, asked for him, which is I great. think, I think he asked the team owner and the team owner was like, I guess, but I don't think the NFL likes that. 
I hope that there is some like mid-level management person that had to take that call and be like, um, so Dan would like a lion on the sideline. What do I tell the him? Quality control coach, right? <laughs> that's that's probably that's the job of the quality control coach, I think. And the job is this request is absurd. We are never gonna do it. Find the person to blame for why we can't do it because you will not be calling the league office and asking if we can have a line on the sideline. They will think we're insane. So you need to find someone that says no or make that person. Someone gets up. Sims. Yes. Yeah. And, then, and then they're like, oh, Dan Campbell, like, you know, Trudy Velasquez says we can't do it. And he's like, oh, Trudy. And then he goes into the meeting and then they're like, who's Trudy? Trudy. Like, this completely made up name, not a real person. Just Velasquez. Some, someone needed to be the person to say no. And that's the person. A made up it person. It was poor Trudy. Yeah, poor Trudy, man. Trudy always raining on our parade. He calls in and he's like, I can't. He files like an official complaint. They're like, oh, don't worry, Dan. We let Trudy go next time. You'll get the lion on the sideline. <laughs> Nothing we can do this time. The lion deadline. She burned that before. bridge. Yeah. The lion deadline was before training camp. Nothing we can do. Nike says that we can't put a lion on the sideline after a certain point in time. If uh, Campbell wants Finney on the sideline, he can have him. <laughs> this dog just won't stop barking. <laughs> we didn't even hear him. Finney's a good boy. Oh, you didn't hear him? I'm sorry. Okay, well, yeah. he's barking. Anyway. Uh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a strange sentence to the audience. But Billy, are we having Bob Ryan on this episode to break down Barbie? Um, you know. Bob Ryan's going to be on to talk about the Patriots and the NFL. And if we just so happen to ask him about Barbie, which he has lots of thoughts on for some reason and keeps tweeting about, then that's what we're going to do. Okay. It's Bob's world, man. Whatever Bob wants to talk about, we're going to talk about. All right. Well, thank you, Coach Gill. All right. Uh, Bob Ryan, I think, breaking down Barbie. Next. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. You know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Ah, I remember it like it was yesterday. Sitting back in my dad's pickup truck, me, my dad, Pappy. It's my granddad, I used to call him. Fishing at the pond. I remember dad and Pappy going back and forth saying, what is it about this new Miller Lite? Is it that it's less filling, or is it the great taste? What I wouldn't give to go back to those times. But you know one thing that Miller Lite does? Miller Lite keeps it simple undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Lite Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs and premium regular beer. That looks like the office of a man who has written his entire life. Well, not bad. It's just since I was 11. Mm. <laughs> what did you do the first I, 10 years? That's the first time I, I was getting ready to get, you know, doing my preparation. Uh, okay. And then Got when it. I was ready, I finally wrote something for myself when I was 11. I wrote a column, and it was about the grade school basketball league that I played in and some random sports observations, including saluting the 56-57 Celtics. Wow, that's the first column you ever wrote? Yeah, and I wish I had for years and years. I had it was just for me. I wrote it called I called it the Sportster, and I I wrote it and uh, years and years I actually had it, but somewhere along the way in one of the, you know one of your moves you make it uh, it got lost. It's too bad. I'd love to have it. That um, is too bad. I would love a breakdown of uh, of the basketball league. <laughs> I did say it, and I quote Bob Cousy: "Quarterbacks this club masterfully." Unquote. Wow, I do remember <laughs> that one. <laughs> 
<laughs> the great Bob Ryan is with us. Uh, we wanted to have you on for a few reasons, okay? Uh, number one is I read a report, and no one would know better than you because you are Boston sports, okay? I read a report that I simply don't believe, and that report was that Bill Belichick is on the hot seat, Bob. So I ask you, is wow. Bill Belichick indeed on the hot seat? The scribes who are closer to the situation than I, a, a officially retired person who still has his hand in things, okay, full disclosure, okay. Mm -hmm. have used, have some have speculated and have actually used that that damning phrase, uh, hot seat. Right. Uh, it, it's out there that some people think it's conceivable. I doubt it only because it would mean that Daddy Kraft would you know, has soured or would be on, on son bill, you know, if you mm -hmm. will, he has always, I, I just can't bring myself to believe that he won't give bill unlimited length on the rope to figure something out, you know? Uh, and, and I think this year is pivotal because there was so much uh, talk about the, the, the offensive disaster last year and the OC fiasco of, of Patricia and judge and so much optimism based on the fact that Bill O'Brien is now here and that he'll be the, the magic elixir that'll, you know, make Mac Jones, you know, healthy, quote unquote. So I think I, I can't buy it, but some people have dared to suggest and right. they're closer than I, but I just don't, I, I, I just can't see it. Right. Bob, you, you, you've known Bill for a long time. If he were to get fired, do you think he'd be done coaching or do you, can you see him taking another job? I think I could see him taking another job for the simple reason that I see no change in the following. I have long believed that nobody in the business, nobody loves what he does more than Bill Belichick. First of all, he is a thorough football person. I also believe that never in the history of the, there's never been a more football all around knowledgeable person ever to coach in this league. You know, he supposedly has a collection of football books that is the largest private collection of football books known to man. Okay. What? I've always, yeah, I've always said that he knows more about Paul Brown about Mike than Mike Brown does, you know? And, and I believe that by the way, in terms of his football life, maybe not his paternal life. Anyway, he likes every part of it. He likes Prep, he likes practice, God knows. He loves the offseason. He likes draft preparation. He gets immersed in it up to his neck. Uh, he, he, he likes, he, he goes, he doesn't mind coaching the North South game. You know, he loves, he loves being around people. He loves, every, he loves training camp. He loves everything. And, and by the way, that includes my belief that his, his uh, meetings with the media are carefully orchestrated and he's having the time of his life um, making people uncomfortable. And, and that when he's done with one of those, you know, uh, uh, press conferences, he, uh, he walks back into the coach's room and says, hey, I, I did it again, you know. <laughs> and I, listen, listen, by extension, Bob, if he's on the hot seat and he does get fired, by extension, everyone's on the hot seat because coaches, teams would fire their coach, even if it was a good one, to get Bill Belichick. Yeah, you know, his his failing is not, on, not if it's failing, his uh, feet of clay, if you will, is is not coaching. It's drafting, you know, and and um, it's like like Rick Pitino in Boston. It, the the GM screwed the coach. The GM was Rick Pitino, and right. and uh, it, it, it he anyway. No, uh, that's a 
you know, maybe I'm stretching the, the, the reference, but nonetheless, Bill Belichick can be faulted for his uh, his drafting, but not not for and and the other, the other thing is he he has to really swallow hard and grit his teeth to spend big money on a free agent, you know. And and some have worked out, you know. Darrell Rivas for a year was phenomenal. Obviously, um, he wasn't a free agent; it was a trade. It was incredible. But the, uh, Randy Moss was a trade, seventh round to this day. I'll never understand football and draft choices, frankly. But anyway, so. Uh, uh, but but not the game to game coaching. You'd still uh, wouldn't. I wouldn't trade Bill Belichick for any coach in the game on, once the, once the game starts. Bob, could you see a scenario where you know, let's say he is on the hot seat, things don't work out the way the Patriots fans or Robert Kraft want to. They let Bill go. Could you see a reunion maybe in Las Vegas where Tom Brady, now <laughs> team owner, hires Bill Belichick, and then and all is forgiven? To right. Exactly right, <laughs> and all all is forgiven. Well, we yeah, well, that would be interesting because we did learn without question that that uh, Tom Brady got tired of Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. and, and 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 you know, and all he laid the groundwork in, in that infamous, if you will, interview with with uh, Jim Gray uh, years ago when he was asked about uh, does he feel appreciated in Boston, and he said, "I plead the fifth. and we should have taken that as a very serious answer. Uh, and and we, when he left, it, 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 he didn't look back; it was no hesitation. And I think he did get tired of Bill Belichick. Doesn't mean you know that they could that they could reunite theoretically, but just remember it wasn't all kissy face at the end. I've always wanted that story to be a situation where absence makes the heart grow fonder, and the two realize how mm-hmm. important they actually were to each other's career because because they really did help each other. And it's a shame if that's just how it all ends. Of course, it would be, and it, it'd be it'd be very sad. And I think you were one hundred percent correct. I think that's a more likely scenario. That Tom now that after he's you know even though he's won another one and he knows he's now won the battle in the public opinion because he's won and Bill hasn't you know and and all that um, but I think that's a very sound premise and I would subscribe that that Tom would would see yeah, would look at it differently now but that's an interesting premise believe me and but I'll tell you what uh, Bill seventy on the nose and he doesn't you know he doesn't act you know, he's vigorous he's healthy as far as we know you know. Um, his enthusiasm for the job has not waned. And and this will be an interesting year. You know, it's a bounce back possibility, a, a need, not possibility. It's a bounce back necessity in a very challenging division. They're going to be these consensus pick for last. Yeah. And, and and that that alone will fuel him. <laughs> you know, don't worry. Bob, I'm going to make a bold prediction. If, uh, if indeed he gets fired or he just steps down uh, as a head coach of the NFL, we all know it's well documented his uh his passion for lacrosse mm-hmm. i could see belichick being a lacrosse head coach for the you know next 5 to 10 years small college town his daughter's into it she's a coach somewhere i could see belichick doing that can you well or or yeah or because well, there's a real viable national lacrosse league there is one we know that but i mean he might be interested in administrative good point and he Thank does you. love he does love lacrosse he was the he was Prime reason why they wound up we having lacrosse championships here in Gillette, right? Because, because of Bill. Bill yeah. was the driving force. Yeah, most people outside, you know that, and you, you, you know, viewers, listeners know, but most people don't realize that. You know, if you, unless you lived here, you wouldn't be aware of fact that that he's a real big, big lacrosse guy. What about a potential return to New York? You know, he kind of did them dirty. Comes back, does one for the Jets, cleans up that. I like a good redemption story, Bob. You know what I mean? I don't like things ending sourly. So I like I know. people I going know. back and righting wrongs. 
And I, I, I find that very doubtful. And oh. I don't think, uh, and now of course, there were, I, I know this for a fact. I was told by no less a, 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 a hallowed personage than the late David Halberstam, who oh. did a book, who did a book with Belichick and was a, a, a Nantucket uh, friend, if you will, of mm-hmm. Belichick, that he only referred to the team in New York that is not the New York Giants as the begins with an F Jets. Oh, right. Okay. Only refer to them as the football Jets. Yeah. Friendly. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think those feelings are deep. I, I would find that very un- un- unlikely. Mm. Right. But they have Aaron Rodgers now. That might change it a little yeah. bit. Oh, you're talking about for this year, but I'm thinking about down the road. Oh, oh, I'm oh. talking about next year. Like I'm saying, oh. even if Salah went, you know, 12 and five and they made it to the Super Bowl, I'd still fire him for Belichick, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> What about a return to the Jets or Cleveland just to run them into the ground out of vengeance? <laughs> yeah, you know, he got caught or in do it to Brady in Vegas. And you know, he got Ooh. caught in the in, in the franchise relocation. Yeah. But he got caught in that. He was and right. not happy. He'll never get over that. <laughs> He's a fascinating person. And really he really is. And uh um, uh, you know, it's it's this nobody just as I said, just remember if I leave you with the one thing, nobody. Not, not only loves football more than knows more about all aspects of football, including history, that has ever coached in this league than Bill Belichick. All right, so we play a few games. I'll get to uh, you tweeted something out recently, and I want I want you to elaborate on it. We'll get to that last year, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but we play a few games on the show. Uh, one of them is shot for your life, okay? Shot for your life. This is three-pointer for your life. You can only choose one of these two guys, Okay. They have to hit the three-pointer, Bob. Okay, you're choosing the guy that will most likely hit the three-pointer. Uh, and if he does, you stay alive. If he doesn't, yeah. bad things happen to you. Uh, Bird or J.J. Redick? Three-pointer for your life. Uh, Larry in a breeze. Mm. Thank you. Good. Okay. Now if I ask you, Larry Bird or Michael Jordan? Three-pointer for your life. Three-pointer? Oh, Larry. come, yeah. Mike Michael. Made himself into a decent three-point shooter. Larry right. was one of the original practitioners of the art in the NBA, and 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 used it for strategic purposes only, not like the game is played today, where it is the game. Okay. Oh, oh no question. And by the way, I even think Michael would admit that. Yeah. Okay. Steph Curry or Larry Bird, mm. three-pointer for your life. For my life, I want Larry. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing about Steph. I I was thinking when you when you mentioned three-point, I would have had an answer to a question you haven't asked. And I'll see if it comes up. Okay. I like really? that. Yeah. Right, well, if it doesn't come up, please ask yourself the question and answer it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, game for your life. Okay. Game for your life. You have to choose one of these two guys to be the best guy on your team for that entire game. Dwayne Wade or Paul Pierce. Wow. Game for your life. This is tough for me because obviously I have a, a real stronger awareness of, of you know the presence of, of Pierce as opposed to Wade. Uh and and i he did have some awful big big games. Uh and I don't have an image of Wade being the closer kind of guy. Right. And Paul could be I'll tell guy. you before he got LeBron though, he was the MVP finals with Shaq. I know he was in two thousand six whatever that yeah, Bob answer. Answer. I'm sorry. I know. You know I, what? I'm, I'm sorry. Not... You gotta talk it out. I'm sorry. Bob, I'm sorry Billy's right All right, I'll say sorry. Pierce. I'll say I'll be loyal. I'll say Pierce. But Ah, mm. wait. Oh. I'm not going to the mattresses on that one, by the way. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. 
All right, now game for your life, different sport, baseball, okay? You got to choose one of these starters, Josh Beckett or Kurt Schilling. Mm. Schilling. Wow. Schilling, huh? Kick Schilling, okay. easy. All right, is there anyone I could put, you know, with Schilling where you would not choose Schilling? Is there some, Pedro or? But it's interesting because Pedro obviously has a better resume and is the best. his best was the best that I've seen in Boston, including Clemens's best, that 99-2000 Pedro is the best pitcher I've ever seen in, up close and personal. And uh, um, so, I, I, and those, and and in that period of time, I'd take Pedro in a walk. Uh, but but Schilling was consistent. He did it in three different uniforms. Uh, you know, really, and yeah. struck out three hundred right for three different teams. And that's yeah. uh, um, um, But he was a big kind of guy. Pedro faltered at times. So I, if I had to go for my life, and and he, I knew he was primed, I might say I'll say Schilling. Okay. Um, big game pitcher. That's fair. Uh, game for your life. Different sport. Football. Brady or Montana? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Montana's super reservoir. Reservoirs. We know eleven TDs, no interceptions. Right, four for four. Uh, some of Brady's Super Bowl wins were game management wins in which he was not even remotely close to the best player on the field. I'll have to say Montana. Hmm. Okay. Wow. All right, Bob. This one's going to be tough. Ruth or Otani? Yeah, Ruth or Otani. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they can both pitch. They can both hit in that game for your life. Okay? Well, let's do one at a time. Who takes the bump? Ruth, as a pitcher, uh, was on his way to the Hall of Fame as well. I think it was 92 and 44, something like that. Uh, there was no question he was constructing a, a, a Hall of Fame pitching resume uh as well uh you know uh this is really interesting um yeah. o- otani i mean you know oh god yeah tough stuff yeah. yes it is it, it really is i mean that's supposed to be easy uh, I, just the bird reddick one was easy that's it your, yeah. your life's yeah. on the line i mean oh i i'll say otani oh wow wow, wow. Could steal, on top of everything else he can steal a base for you yeah, well, this is just right. pi- this is just pitching, though. We could yeah, do okay. hitting separate. Yeah. Oh, just pitching. So yeah, for pitcher, pitching. you go Otani. Yeah. For for hitting, you'd go Ruth. Well, you know, Ruth. Ruth you know, obviously the game was different. He's a three. In addition to everything else, a three forty two lifetime hitter. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, so I'll say Ruth. I'll, I'll stay loyal to that generation. But okay. uh, yeah, I'll yeah. say Ruth. I'll, I'll go tiny pitcher Ruth better. Ruth had to go nine, ten innings though when he pitched. You know, Tani six innings, oh, quality stories out of there. Ruth, I mean, you know, he famously went. Shit. Yeah, he went sixteen once in the field. Duh, doesn't right. surprise me. But that's yeah. a game. Is the game is a bit different now. You yeah, might yeah. you don't you, you don't like it, Bob. Come on, worse some would say. Yeah, you don't like it. I mean, go out there and throw nine. Give me a break. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I'm. I, I, this is a whole. I like the discussion. Yes, you're right. <laughs> you got four days off. I mean, put in a couple extra innings. You know. Not like you're going out there every day. It's not. I'm sure he would if they let him. Yeah, yeah you know, it's just the name of the game. You now the way mm-hmm. the, the the nerd, the stat nerds have taken over, oh, and, and, yeah. and they really have. And and you know, oh, we can't face somebody the third time around. God knows. Yeah. But there's a 17 percent batting percentage change, and 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 and, and the, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm sure you've explored that one a few times. But that's the fault of Bill James, which is one of your brethren out there, Bob. I feel like. I don't think. See, here's. Uh, glad you brought that up because I've addressed. Thank this you. The, awesome. Bill James was a pioneer who was one of the most important figures in the history of baseball. Who never put on a uniform, mm. but 
the revolution often overtakes the leader. Yeah. And all the Bill James, it, it, it isn't, no, if it's stopped with Bill James and runs created, which you don't even hear about anymore, and, 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 and some of the other stuff that he came up with, he looked at the game from a different viewpoint, and it was very positive in my regard for, and good for the game. It's been taken too far. Agreed. So he's the leader is, you know, has been put in prison, you know, and 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 the the pups are running the show. Yeah, right. All right, Bob. So uh, what was the question we didn't ask? I was uh, thought we should... you were going to ask me about who I'd want to take the last shot among well three three point shooters of note. Okay, Steph okay. Curry. Yeah. Right. Reggie Miller. Right. And the winner and still champion, Ray Allen. And wow. I wanted to have a chance to say Ray Allen. Okay, oh. good. good. So the last shot among those three and the big game, I, 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 I know you got I, I, the last one, Ray Allen. Mm-hmm. Good, because you feel like he was he was not treated correctly in, in Boston, right? You want well, to find out what a great player out, he is? They, the play, they had a falling out. He and It's all been, apparently all been patched up. They're all huggy-huggy now. But, yeah. but they're, they're a little bit of a fall. Now, Ray... You know, they're interesting personalities. Garnett's a very distinct personality. And Ray, of course, is well known, you know, for his intensity. He, he's borderline OCD, seriously, you know. Yeah, he is. And I mean, just the, the way he went about his life, it, it could, I'm sure that they came into conflict on various things. So, but what if I threw Bird in there as a fourth? It would always be Bird, right? That's it. For the three? Yeah. Bird or Allen, yeah. Allen in the corner. <laughs> wow. Over Allen Bird, huh? Corner. Allen in the corner, Larry out front. <laughs> oh, that's so great. <laughs> Ray in the corner, Larry Alfred. I love I mean, that. By the way, that's not just a joke. I mean it. Mm-hmm. Ray I mean, corner. Larry was pretty good from the corner, Bob. He, he put his hand good. up before it went Larry in, won the three-point contest. Hey, let me tell you a story quickly, if you got a second. Of we were in Chicago one night, and it's what a game, and I'm talking to Larry, and he's shooting around way early, and I'm there, and I say to him, okay, Larry, here you go. I'll give you five bucks if you can make a left-hand three-pointer. And, and so... He, he immediately runs to the corner, naturally. That's the easiest, you know, the shortest shot. Second one, swish. So I take the five, I hand it to him, and he does like this, and he puts it inside the sock. And I want to believe to this day he played the whole game with that $5 bill inside that sock. But that would be so Larry. <laughs> I love it. I love you, Bob. All right, we have to uh... – this is – listen, we love everything that you've given us so far. But to be honest, this is the main reason – uh, we wanted to have you on because I stumbled across a tweet of yours oh. uh, at Globe Bob Ryan. This was August 1st, Bob. Okay. And it made me so happy. It put such a big smile on my face. Oh, Here's yeah. the tweet, and I'll just let you go. Okay. Guess what? I saw Barbie. It's creative and funny, but be advised that America Ferrera steals the show with one phenomenal rant. Hmm. Well, yes. And uh, I, I thought it would be funny. You know, some days you just want to have fun. You know, what do you know? Twitter, Twitter and Twitter, Xing now. Uh, and um, I had seen it. And the reason I went, you know, people say, why buy Brian? Go see Barbie. Well, we have a grandson and uh, and he's uh, he, he wanted to go see it. Yeah. And my wife and I had to go logistically because of what was going to happen after the movie. I couldn't stay home. You wanted then, to watch it, Bob. It's OK. We no, I, I, I didn't mind watching. I read the reviews and I was mildly curious barbenheimer all that you know and i'm going mm-hmm. i haven't seen Barbenheimer yet but i will anyway that's why i was there i didn't go like oh i gotta go see barbie it's i was okay. the chauffeur i was grandpa i was pa- papa actually you know well and i was pleasantly surprised mm. and it was well done but if you've seen it have you guys seen it 
Mm-mm. No, no, no. But I don't mind. You can spoil it. You want me, me to? Go you ahead. want me to do a do a, a full disclosure on and on, on absolutely. On, on, on. America Ferrera plays um, a, a real live woman. Not a, she's a, when when Barbie comes to Earth. You know, it comes to out of Barbie Land. It comes to you know America, and it's a incredibly well written and an awesomely passionately delivered uh, talk about what it means to be a woman in terms of society expectations and 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 society treatment. And, 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 you know, and it, it's really powerful. It's a feminist rant, supreme, frankly, you know, and, and the, and, and it's so well delivered. And to me, it was, for me, it was artistically the highlight of the whole movie. And, and, uh, and it's, it, I wasn't ready for it. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't ready for that, that at all. And she, it was terrific. And so I just want to let people know, uh, you know, I wanted to say something nice about America Ferrara. And I, I love think it. She was good. I think it's, you know, um, who was it uh, that won the Oscar once for like one eight minute performance? It's worthy of that. It's worthy of a nomination. Seth Rogen. Really? And someone did it uh, once. He won an Oscar for uh, one one scene, one eight minute so show once back about 25, 30 years ago. Mm. Uh, I, I'll think about it, of course, as soon as we get off, you know, we are done. But right, you'll uh, remember it. I recommend, <laughs> I, I, I am saying that it's Oscar worthy nomination. Really? So like best picture, best actress, best no, no. all no best supporting actress for Just best supporting for actress. Uh, how about best picture? No, yeah, how about best picture? Well, I would, I, 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 you know, first of all, I haven't seen. No, I don't oh. think it's be a real surprise, but it's well done. And you know, Greta Gerwig is noted to be an excellent director, and and you know, people aren't who are Bob. No woman, no young girl, no woman who was once a Barbie fan, you know, and, and is now a grown up woman will, will will they'll all love the movie. It's really well done. Judy Dench is who you're looking for, Bob. Judy no. Dench won the Oscar. Oh. For, no, no, it's not. Eight minutes. Oh, okay. Well, okay. There must be two then. Okay, Damn. I'm got Judy Dench. But oh, anyway, it can Damn, be done. Judy it's Dench. been done. Yeah. And I'm telling you, America mm-hmm. Ferrara is worthy of a nomination. Unbelievable! Wow. What a great breakdown. How many Larry Birds would you give it? Mm. Oh, <laughs> well, it's a, a scale of one. on a scale of one to ten. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a it could be a perfect ten, but it's at least a nine point eight. Wow, ten birds, nine point eight birds. What else is what else is on that level? What else is a ten bird performance? Oh well, the, my bird. The, my, of course, the, everybody. I uh, the, the game six and eighty six. I believe against Houston, though the it's a triple double, but the numbers aren't that extravagant. But that was the quintessential all around Larry. He was extraordinary. It's the best defensive game he ever played that I ever saw. Right. It was everywhere, and he seemed to be everywhere. He anticipated. Passes in the lane. He he double teamed properly. He helped. He was phenomenal. And and he said that was the Ralph Sampson team he was playing against. Bob that was the team. They remember yeah. they lost game five. That's when Sampson yeah. had a fight with Jerry Seesting and mm-hmm. and and uh, and they got beaten. They got manhandled. They got beaten on the boards really badly in game five in Houston. And game six is on Sunday afternoon. And day on the day before, Larry has told us at practice, uh, "I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready." Well, he was ready and. And he, he played this phenomenal game. He even got a jump ball against Olajuwon. How'd that happen? Oh, my God. He did. Well, he he stole the clap somehow. So anyway. That's he, what America did in the movie. After the game. And after time, as time went on, I did the book with him You know, two years later. He said, I was never more focused than I was that day. That day. He said, my heart was pounding out of my chest. Hmm. Okay. So people should know. Game 686. Of course, the, the heat game on, on uh, June 6, 1984, when it was 97 degrees Fahrenheit inside the Boston Garden, we had a heat wave outside. And of course, the garden was unheated. I mean, on un, air conditioned. And the Lakers would die. And they, they just want to go home. Yeah, they were so miserable. And 
and uh, they had oxygen for Kareem and everything else. And Larry went 97 degrees Fahrenheit when the game, they threw the ball up. Larry went for 34 and 17 and shot 15 for 20 from the floor. That's that's just Amazing. essentially peak Larry racing to the moment kind of thing. So there's two. Okay. Uh, Bill, you want to ask? Go ahead. Yeah, Bob, speech for your life. America Ferreira, Larry Bird. Oh. Well, Larry wasn't known for his speech making. So, I mean, yeah. you know, but, I, mean I, I, I got a lot, known for a lot of things. But if I... Uh, if I want somebody to defend me and it's and, and the result of it's like a contest and what, what what's going to be the best defense to defend Bob Ryan for his life, uh, America Ferrara, that would be that'd be a, a very good easy an easy call. Oh I'm just God. trying to I mean I remember other you know vignettes and movies. Uh, Alec Baldwin in, in uh, Glengarry Glenn Ross. Amazing. He, he did get nominated for that, right? And yeah. it's a similar idea. And uh, you know he was oh, he just jumped off the screen. Well, this woman jumps off the screen. It is really mm. good. Uh, how about Bird or Bar- uh, Barbie? Shot for your life? Wow. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, you know, Bird, Larry yeah. over anything we go up with there. The- Corner or out front doesn't matter, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bob. We uh, we love you. We miss you, and uh, I will tell Dan that uh, please we had you on and give and, him and- my best. I miss okay. doing with you guys. It's always fun. Okay. Well, we miss you too, and. Uh, we appreciate you doing this for us. Thank okay, you so God. much. You gave us everything we needed, Bob. You were on your game. You were locked in. You were dialed in. I choose Ryan over Bird, shot for my life. How about that? Wow. No, but not over America Ferrara. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bob. So long. I love him. I know you do. He, he'll just, anything you ask him, he'll go. He's got something on everything. I love it. He's great. I mean, he navigates Zoom better than Golic Senior, <laughs> better than me. <laughs> I I was very Nailed impressed it. by that. I was yes. impressed before before we got him on Zoom. There was a there was a bit of a hiccup because we didn't think that he was going to join the Zoom. We thought he was just going to dial in. So we're like, let's just you know, and shame on us by the way, because we even said like, let's make it as easy as possible. Just send him like one thing he has to You're click. Right. He You're FaceTimed right. me You're and was right. like, hey, this isn't working. And I was like, can can we do Zoom? And he's like, absolutely. Walking over to the computer right now. Boom. He was in there in two seconds, joined it. He was like, I can't really see, but we're starting. Let's go. And just uh, went through pro. it. Yeah, oh, just God. a pro. Yeah, yeah a pro's man. pro. <laughs> I got to tell you about But there were some great moments there, okay? You wanted him uh, to give examples of more movies he went right into a Rockets Celtics game five NBA finals game. Larry Bird, best defensive performance he's ever had. Not what you were asking, but who cares? It's Bob Ryan. Right? <laughs> One of my favorite things, he said Bird double teamed properly in that game in yes. like 84. Like only he could say that a professional athlete did it properly. Correct. Like, he didn't do it great. He wasn't amazing that night. He did it properly. Right. The way he you're supposed up. to do it. He had Oppenheimer as Barbenheimer. I mean, but does it matter? It's Bob Ryan and giving a glorious review, really broke it down of the movie Barbie. I might have to go see it. I might have to go because Bob Ryan told me. I know. Listen, I know. Everyone's saying that it's good. I mean, it's making all it's bringing all kinds of records, and it's like a top of the box office every week. Like it's going. Yeah. I, I picture I, you guys not being big movie guys. I picture you guys don't go to the movies too often. You too. I'm okay watching things when they're available at my house. Same. If that yeah. makes sense. Like Same. I don't need to rush and beat the crowd to go to the theaters. Also, 
And this is kind of like an embarrassing admission because I always see when movies become available on demand or like you could rent them or whatever. And it's like, you can rent this movie for $20. It's like, I'll wait a month and then I'll rent it for $4. Thank you very right. much. Like, if you I'm wait not... another month, it will be $2. Seriously. And if I wait a month after that, it's going to be available for free on Peacock. So like, yes. I'll just, I'll, I, I can play the waiting game like no one else can. You know what I mean? Like, I am not necessarily in on these trends now. I will say this, and this is a shameful admission. So as you guys know, uh, and have made fun of me, I guess, for having a child recently, uh, Mm -hmm. right before my child was born, a Fast and the Furious movie came out. And my wife was like, you want to go to the movies and like, we'll see that just to like, get like one last like normal thing in one last movie, whatever, before we can go. Right. And we have a two year old. So it was like, can we do this? And we quickly realized, you know, with how she's feeling about to give birth with a two-year-old, do we really have two and a half hours to do this? And we ended up buying the Fast and Furious on demand. So I own the Fast and the Furious 10 Fast X on demand on Amazon Prime or Prime Video or whatever for the rest of my life. And here's the crazy part, because I was always like, man, this is such a scam. Like they're going to, they charge you like, it was like $24 or something. And I was like, how can I possibly justify spending $24 to own Fast X? And then I looked up movie tickets and it was like $13.99 a seat or something. I'm like, it is save che- money. It's cheaper for me to do this at home. I can make a popcorn in my microwave. That's gonna save me another eight dollars. Like you're not burning any gas. I mean prices are out of control right now. Don't get me started. And gas prices. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> See, that's where you're wrong. I don't care how good they make microwave popcorn. Nothing will beat the popcorn at the movie theater. No, oh, 100%. 100%. You're right. I love the movie going experience. It's just not as important to me as it once was. The last time I went to a, uh, to a theater was Maverick with my wife. That's it. Because that, that needed to be seen on the big screen. But I'm with Billy. I'll wait for it to come out and I'll save money and I'll watch it right on my couch. I mean, I don't care. I dropped the ball on Maverick. Like everyone said, watch this on the biggest screen available, the biggest screen available. And then finally, when I was going to go see it, I found everyone that I would have gone to see it with ended up going to see it. So I'm like, well, now I've waited too long. And then I'm like, you know what? I'll ask my dad. We'll go. And he's like, I already saw it. I'm like, oh, perfect. Like, why did you go to the movie theaters? When's the last time that happened? So then I was like, well, we'll go see it anyways. And then it wasn't in theaters anymore. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm watching this one at home. And I watched it at home. Good movie. Yeah, well, it's better on a big screen though. Well, <laughs> I probably. Well, you know, you know what my remedy for that was? I just sat really close to my TV. Excellent. I was like, you know what? Just gonna sit on a little kid mat right in front of the TV. I feel like I'm on an IMAX. <laughs> I think next time, me and Chris Sim should fly down and go to the movies with you, Billy. Wow, what happened uh-huh. to him? He, I invited him to come down here to show me how to read, like watch film. What happened to that? Yeah, yeah, he doesn't like you. <laughs> that's, uh, that happened. Yeah. And why are you flying down with Chris Sims? You you pissed off Sims today. You called him a quality control coach. Because I assume he can fly private and I'd like to try it. <laughs> Do you think he does? Sims? Yeah. I think he has. If he if if he needs to. Yeah. Which is really all you want. If yeah, I need yes. to, I can go private. That's what if you I... that's what you need to. Right. No, I think he absolutely has. Pro- NBC, I'm certain, is flying him. Private, right? I would think. I mean, yeah, we'll ask him no, next time. I could say, no, I think I think he he flies first class commercial. Unless yes, uh, yeah. I I don't think yeah. there's an. Uh, well, we can ask guys. Him. He, guys, he lives right down the street from Adam Silver. I mean, yeah, no, he no no no. <laughs> he definitely has the means. That's not a question. <laughs> what I'm saying is, and this is, I don't intend for this to be as rude as it's going to come off. 
I don't think NBC sees an instance where it's like, we need Chris Sims here in two hours. Get him on the PJ. You know what I right. mean? It's like, Maybe. what's the next flight? He can get that one. But I, I just imagine that entire crew flies out if they're on location, they're going to a game, that entire crew, much of the way game day. I imagine all the game day guys are flying private to whatever whatever place they're going. Yeah, but they all live in different areas. Like so, yeah, I don't right. think so. They don't live no, in but a Wheels house Up together. is a sponsor, so I think they get it on trade. I could be wrong, but Wheels mm-hmm. Up is definitely a sponsor to that show. I Sounds mean, like someone's been looking into this. By the way, did you see <laughs> who is replacing the bear? No. Stanford Steve? Yeah, Stanford Steve. <laughs> it may not be the Bears job that he's replacing, but he was announced as like a college football awesome. gambling expert. Yeah, good for him. That's uh, that's who it should be if it's not going to be me. I mean, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure you were asking around to see how that could go for you. I, I got to be honest. I did not. I thought about it. I did not ask. I did, but I did think about it. Can I ask you a question? Who yeah. is someone who has come up to you with a because i feel like you're close ish to the bear and i don't know if you had any conversations with him before he left or anything like that right but has there ever been an instance where someone has come up to you and said i have this opportunity to do x but i would have to leave this like sweet gig that i have like what do you think who's someone that you said yeah you should do it because then you saw like well that would be a good landing spot for me back there where they're leaving (laughs) you know hmm yeah, no, it's a great, great, great question. It's a perfect question. One has it happened. You don't <laughs> so need to I'm telling him to do something that really I probably wouldn't do if it were me, but I'm doing it just so that spot opens up and I can. For, uh, for right. you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, I texted Boomer Esiason the other day. He should retire. Oh. Very good. And the bear. But then I forgot to follow up and apply for a job. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. You know another thing that hasn't changed? is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Ah, I don't remember it like it was yesterday. Sitting back in my dad's pickup truck, me, my dad, Pappy, it's my granddad, I used to call him, fishing at the pond. I remember dad and Pappy going back and forth saying, what is it about this new Miller Lite? Is it that it's less filling, or is it the great taste? What I wouldn't give to go back to those times. But you know one thing that Miller Lite does? Miller Lite keeps it simple undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Lite Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs and premium regular beer. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.